Welcome to the All-in-One Podcast for Middle School Language Arts Teachers. I'm Linda, and I've been a teacher for over 30 years. I can help you with tips, tricks, and motivation that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and enjoy more free time. Well, hey there, it's Linda. I hope all is going well in your world. I am so excited to continue our mini series on writing workshop. I hope you listened to the previous four episodes in the mini series. In the first, we talked about getting started with the basics of writing workshop and why it is so beneficial for students of all abilities. In the second, we focused on what you need to consider when creating units for the year. In the third episode, we talked about how to create easy and effective mini lessons to teach skills in a way that students will actually apply them. In the fourth, we discussed the practicalities of actually running the workshop in your middle school classroom. If you missed any, you might want to go to backtrack and give them a listen before moving on. I'll link them all in the show notes. Today's episode is going to focus on a crucial aspect of the workshop, and that is conferencing. There is so much I want to tell you, but before we begin, I want to make sure that you know to grab a very valuable freebie. I recently published a course on teaching writing workshop on a platform called Teachable. In case you don't know, Teachable is a place to find courses on anything and everything. And you can earn professional development hours by taking an online course in the comfort of your own home. I am offering the first module, which means the first section of my course for free. I am even including the workbook for this portion of the course. I want to offer it for free because I think it's important to see if the course is right for you. I can tell you though, the course is right for you if you need to teach writing workshop, but either are new or need to revamp what you are doing. So don't forget to grab this freebie that is linked in the show notes. I also want to give you a heads up that I will be attaching another freebie in the show notes to help you with your conferencing, but more to come on that in a bit. Okay, so let's get started with conferencing. In my opinion, this is often overlooked in the middle school classroom way too much. In elementary school, and I used to teach first grade, you have almost no choice but to sit with kids and assist them and talk them through things. In middle school, however, kids can really look busy and it's tempting to sit down yourself and get some work done on your own. I caution you, though, that kids often look busy, but they actually are in need of a lot of assistance and don't always know how to articulate that. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about four main points. We're going to talk about first, conferencing at the middle school level, second, conference specifics, three, systems on keeping it simple, and four, suggested conversation starters. Okay, so point one is conferencing at the middle school level. And at the middle school level, conferencing can feel overwhelming 
and it may seem difficult to pinpoint what kids need. So when I say it can feel overwhelming, a lot of teachers just then don't do it. And I'm not trying to call anybody out on this, but it's very easy to just tell kids to go ahead and get to work and then not really meet with them because you're really not sure where you should begin. You know, in middle school, students are often going to be writing complex essays and narratives. They will be asked to give text evidence and link it back to a thesis. If they're writing original stories, they will be asked to develop themes and include complex components like mood, internal monologue, and characterization. And that's a really difficult venture, both for students and the teacher who is trying to guide them. Honestly, it's hard enough for a willing adult to do this kind of writing. Now you couple that with a student who is just beginning to hone these skills and perhaps has very little confidence and maybe has had some bad experiences with writing or just thinks that they're not a good writer because they never were really taught how to do it well. And it can feel completely overwhelming to them. And conferencing is how you work through all of it. Conferencing is often done to check on the skills that you're teaching. So for example, if you are doing a personal narrative, you may want your students to include a symbol in their writing. So when you conference, you will specifically check in to see if they have included a symbol. And if they didn't, you will need to redirect them. And honestly, it's really that simple to know what to do and I know it can be really hard to pull these things out of kids and you really have to dig deep and you really have to just start talking to them. Um, for me, one of the most important parts of the conference is showing my kids my enthusiasm for the writing process. And listen, I'm, a, I'm an English major nerd and I do get really genuinely excited to see their work and they know it. And they are usually, therefore, more eager to show it to me and to ask questions to get it to a higher level. And, you know, if we're being honest, yes, I am really enthusiastic. But as you and I both know, there are those writers who are very, very low, and it can be hard to muster that up. But I'm telling you, you can do it. And I'm going to give you some talking points on that in a bit. Okay, point two is conference specifics. So we have been through what a writer's workshop framework looks like in another podcast. Uh, what you do is you can go over the mini lesson and you get kids writing, giving them clear direction for them to go off and work. Once they get settled, now it's time for you to conference. The conferencing portion takes place during independent writing time. You will move quietly around the room, checking in with students. Now, how many students you meet with will depend on what you have planned. You might want to plan to cycle through your students throughout the week if it is more involved, or maybe cycle through half of the class each day if it's something quicker. You might be checking in on a specific skill, such as looking at dialogue. If that is the case, you will want to have a checklist available and keep track of who you met with and if the, the children are meeting that goal. Another way is to meet with groups of kids. 
Um, you might want to group kids who need more help with this specific skill. And you can do this through data collection, but honestly, stuff like that makes me want to twitch when people tell me, look at your data and group your kids. Like, I'm honestly telling you, I don't have time for that. And I intuitively know what my kids can and can't do. And I, kn I know that you do too. I mean, there might be times when you want to maybe look through your own notes quickly and pull some kids, but you really do need to trust your teacher gut on that. There can also be just a very casual conversational check-in, and I recommend that you start with that if you are new to conferencing, because honestly, it's very valuable. Saying to a student, how's it going, can often lead to a great conversation, and it can often get to the heart of what needs work. And I'm telling you, if you're stuck, or you're being, you know, you have a pop-in observation, walking around and saying that, you're going to be able to get to a lot of what that student needs. Okay, point number three are your systems. You want to keep it simple. I can't emphasize this enough. I mean, I know how much work we have to do as language arts teachers, and there is no way you are going to want to create some crazy system for yourself. I have seen teachers use all kinds of complicated charts and plans. And what happens, well-intentioned, they become consumed, though, with keeping up with their notes and check-ins. And then the conversation really becomes secondary. Rather than having a complicated plan, just plan to meet with a few students at a time to start. Jot a very brief note after you check in with a student. And I mean really brief note. The point of this is not to have an in-depth system. The point is to meet with kids and have authentic conversations that lead to improved writing. You will want to come away with a very brief note so that you can keep track. So your note might say something like, um, check in again with her tomorrow on her dialogue, something like that, um, just so that you have something that will cue you in on where you left off with that student. And again, if you are unsure of how to begin, just remember really with this less is more. I promise you that. Don't try to meet with every student in every session. That is completely unrealistic. Don't have a long list of skills to assess. My best conferences are sometimes just saying, what's happening in your story or what's going on in your essay? and letting it branch off from there. You'll be surprised how natural it feels and how much you will glean from the conversation. As far as movement, we're talking practicalities. I like to move around the room. I have a stool that I travel with so I can easily sit next to a student at their level. Some of my kids work on the carpet and I'll just sit next to them with my clipboard. And yes, I'm getting up there in years and it's getting harder to get up, but I can still do it. <laughs> and I also have a meeting table for small groups, but you really don't need anything formal. A clipboard and a small chair will do just fine. So in the course that I, I created for um, Teachable, I have a suggested conversation starters, which is actually our last point that I'd like to talk about. Like I said, you really want the conversation 
to be at the forefront and not your checklist. And the more you can keep it authentic and the more, you know, when a student says something and you read it and something makes you laugh and smile, I mean, these are the things that are really going to encourage them. Um, but what I included in my course, one of the things are just some conversation starters. And by the way, it's also included in one of my freebies. So you really want to get that link um, in the show notes. So I just give you a few different examples. And I have it in three categories. First, I have general conversation starters. And honestly, I want to tell you, this is nothing groundbreaking, but sometimes it really does help to just have a printed list, like a cheat sheet on your clipboard, just to just to help you along, because we are all busy, and we all have a lot in our brains, and we might just need a little bit of uh, help. So some of the ones that I have, how's it going? Is there something I can help you with? How long are you spending on your writing? Are you happy with what you have written so far? What is giving you trouble? Okay, those are a few examples of some of the things that I have included for you on that freebie. If your students are writing essays, I have some general conversation starters such as, what's your thesis? Where is your text evidence? How does your text evidence actually link and prove your thesis? Are you satisfied with how you have explained your evidence? If you're teaching narratives, a few different ideas that you can ask students, who's your main character and what is their problem? What is your character thinking? Is there a place that dialogue can be used? Are there parts that you think are too detailed and are there parts that you don't think are detailed enough? And like I said, I have a bunch more of these, and all you have to do is download that that conference uh, sheet, and you will get all of that at your fingertips. Okay, so it's a lot to talk about conferencing, but we talked about conferencing at the middle school level, conference specifics, keeping it simple, and conversation starters. If this is overwhelming for you to listen to, I really get it. I hope you will consider signing up for my course because I explain it all on video with a slideshow presentation and you get a copy of a slideshow plus you get a workbook that guides you to creating and implementing your first unit. So don't forget to tune in next week. We're going to be finishing our mini less our mini series on writing workshop. We will be discussing revision and publishing which is like the cherry on the top of the workshop model. Don't forget to grab your free writing workshop lesson and workbook to see if my course is right for you. I'm also going to link my full writing workshop units in case you are more interested in just having a full unit already planned at your disposal. These are month-long units and they include all the skills, mini lesson, discussion, mentor text, and assessment pieces. So be sure to check them out in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I hope this information was helpful. Be sure to check the links that I mentioned in the show notes. My email is available there as well in case you have questions or comments. You can also DM me on Instagram at School. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.